Hey, Michael. What? Aren't you going to respond with, hey, Vanessa? I don't know. I'm not used to going second. Well, anyway. You wanted to start. Right, because I Googled you the other day. Uh-huh. It's kind of terrifying. Wait a minute. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Google just... or oogled? Googled. Oh. No, I did not oogle you. Googled you. You take up the first four pages of Google. Did you know that? I have been gaining weight. Well, yes. <laughs> You've also been fairly sassy on the internet, so. Hmm. Any cool pictures? No. Did you check out pictures? No. Actually, I, well, no. Nope, I didn't. No, you shouldn't do that. No, because the one that I did see is super dated. Oops. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome everyone to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me, ruining our normal intro, not ruining, changing it up. Well, I just had to tell you I Googled you. It is kind of weird. That I did it or that you take up the first four pages of Google? All of the above. D. I just wanted to see how much pops up when we Google you and how affiliated I actually am with you, basically. Does it come up that we're married? Um, No, it was mostly your articles and stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> There's my Jeff Bezos moment. Okay. <laughs> we will be talking about Sir Jeff today. Yes, we will. And Amazon. Yep. So... Again, I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, my wife, Vanessa. Hi. And we've got a, you can kind of hear it in my throat probably right now. Um, He's super sick. Yeah, I've been home pretty much all week. I should be in the other room recording and not anywhere near him sick. You know, I remember a show that we did. It was one of our first shows together. I was coughing a lot. Yes, I know. And we were in a small room because that studio was 10 by 12. Not even. I thought I was in like the coffin of death with you. I had a cold. Bad cold. We had to pause. So I could cough. Every few minutes. Producer Mitch had his work cut out when he had to, when this went to the editing room. Yes. So, but we do have a show today. Not just going to talk about getting sick. We're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren's. Tax. Yeah. Proposal. You know, it might have been a Freudian slip in my head. You know what I wanted to call it? The death tax. Maybe. Well, it could be. But. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Going to put a New Year's resolution to it because oftentimes I look at something like that. I don't personally think taxing fixes things. Right. Because we have a huge government now and they've got, lot, let's just make it really, really simple. Does the government generate a lot of money? No. <laughs> they you don't, spend it. You don't think a lot comes in. Yes, I shouldn't say they, generate. <laughs> do they bring in? Do they rake in? Yes. Yes. 
And yet we always don't have enough at the congressional level. Right. So I'm not sure just adding an extra tax fixes things. No. However, I thought of a way that, you know what, it's time for people to start getting along. And what started this is we've been talking about the wall, the Trump wall, the border right. wall, the Mexico wall, whatever you want to call that it. That everyone has been talking about forever. And I'm not going to say I'm for it. I'm not going to say I'm against it. I'm impartial pretty much at this point. I think I could care less at this point. I'm just annoyed. I'm, You know, and I get it. And this is a compliment really to both Republicans and Democrats. You're holding your ground because you believe in something. Right. And I think that's noble that you've put your feet in the you know heels in and going, well, I really, really believe we need this. Or I really, really believe we don't. Right. But now it's getting to the point where it's at the expense of other people. Right. And I don't think that's okay. No. And so... The New Year's resolution of maybe looking at both sides of the aisle. Compromise. No, you're compromise. I don't like compromise. You got mad at me when I taught our daughter what the definition of compromise was. Do you remember that? Yeah, because you're never home and now she tries to f- spar with me and go back and forth. Well, mom, you know, if you did this, then we could do this so I could get what I want. That doesn't sound like the definition I taught her. I said compromise is when both people don't really get what they want, so neither is happy. She spins it and uses it in a way to make herself happy. I'm just going to let you know that right now. All right. So let's go to the wall. I'm not saying it's necessary. I'm not saying it's unnecessary. Right. I haven't done enough research on it. And quite frankly, like you said, I'm indifferent. Yeah. At this point, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it that I want to talk about it. (laughs) Yay. All right. So what's the number? We've seen all these numbers float around, but what's the main number we keep hearing that Trump wants for his wall? Well, Initially, he wants $5.7 billion. Yeah. So let's call it $6 billion. Yeah. I'll round up. Yeah. I think that's just like a, I want this to start thing. I'm pretty sure he thinks he's going to need more, but $5.7 billion. But that's what we're at a stalemate over right now. Right. So whether we need it or not, you know, you've got one side that says, hey, we need this. You got one side that says, hey, we don't. We're getting lost in these mathematical, statistical arguments on how many terrorists are coming over, how many this, how many that. Right. How let's, much drugs. Let's blah, just blah, blah. make this simple. If you're getting upset listening to it right now, going, ah, we need the wall. Who are you to say we don't? Or if you're listening, going, ah, we don't need the I don't know. I just gave you the high voice. We don't need it. <laughs> okay, then. We have now lost a few listeners. Right. All right. But let's say, forget that. Let's just talk about math. Forget right. the do we need it or don't we need it. How much is $5.7 billion in the grander scheme of things. Hmm. I didn't, you and I didn't rehearse this, but think about when you go grocery shopping. Right. There is a time when one of the kids will want something. Just a time? How about every aisle? Yeah, and it's mostly no. Right. But there is a point at which something is marginally healthy or marginally whatever. Right. Or Or, you're just sick of listening to them go, mom, mom, mom. And eventually you just kind of cave in because it's not that big of a deal. Right. Is the wall mathematically, financially, the six billion fall under that? No. Really? It's not that big of a deal. Oh, right. I was like, wow, I guess we're no longer on the same page here. No, it's not that big of a deal. Here's why. Our annual budget, not our annual deficit. Budget is how much we're going to spend, okay? I don't even know why we make a budget. Because they go over it every year. Well, they go over what we have coming in. Like, why do you make a budget that's always at a deficit? But that's beside the point. Our annual budget for fiscal year 2018 was almost $4 trillion. No, it was over $4 trillion. It was, I don't know. Let's see if I can find it real quick. I had it here. $4.11 trillion. It's up $127 billion over fiscal year 
2017. Okay. So what does 4 trillion equal? Well, if I take 4 trillion, so let's do this right here on the calculator. If I take 4 point, what did we say? 1, 1 trillion? Yeah. I'm going to make it billion on here. So I'm going to have to add three zeros. So it's 411 million. Uh, there's 4.1 billion right there. Divide that by, by 352. Oh, you're going to do weekly. Right. So we spend 79 billion with a B, 79 billion a, a week. week. Whether you want the wall or you don't want the wall, give the man his wall. It's, I mean, I, here's what I'm looking at. You've got 79 billion we're spending a week. Next week, we could spend 82 billion. And the following week, we could spend 82 billion. It doesn't change anything. Right. And then in your, one of your favorite shows. Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. This is this is his compromise. Give him the money because it's a drop in the bucket. And then this is what happens. He gets his wall. And what does everybody else get, Michael? If you're... So in Game of Thrones, if you haven't watched it, it's all about being north. South, no, oh. south of the wall. They oh. don't want to be north because the crazy people are up there. Oh, I misunderstood that. But and, anyways, whatever. But they have this huge wall. It's 300 miles long. It's 700, 700. feet high. So we're not talking about a 700 foot high wall. No. But they keep saying north of the wall. Right. So if you're north of the wall, you're in. And if you're south of the wall, you're out. There's your compromise. Build the wall. And if you're north of the wall, you get to stay. And if you're south of the wall, you got to come through one of the doors. Bummer for you. Can you imagine, though, if we gave amnesty to illegal immigrants and we're like, oh, you all you got to do is ratchet like, I don't even know why you'd be ratcheting bolts, but you just got to ratchet in 100 bolts. And then you're like so excited. You're ratcheting the last bolt and you're like, tuk, 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 and done. And then you look up and you're like, I'm on the south side of the wall. Darn it. <laughs> right. Anyway. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. Maybe we'll talk more about the wall. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I do have one more thing about the wall. Okay. So let's take a quick break. Michael. What? Just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal. All right. So a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything? All those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years. And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer, so if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451. Say Mike and Vanessa sent you. Their number is 616-499-4451. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. I always crack up. Sometimes you bring us back in with your Delilah voice. I don't like Delilah. I know, but it sounds like that. Ooh, welcome back, everyone, to okay. tonight's show. Okay, and you just said it like the Grim Reaper, so nice. You think that's what the Grim Reaper? Or what's that it guy? It's time for you to go. What's that guy on the Nightmare on Elm Street, dude, with the stringy hair that- Freddy like, Krueger? No. Michael Myers. Tales of the Crypt, dude. Mr. Rogers. Y- yes. <laughs> Mr. Rogers sounds like a serial killer. No. Okay, so 
This segment of the show is brought to you by Global Auto Works, our friends. And it got me thinking because we're talking about the wall. Okay. So with it being icy out, watch this. If you hit a wall. <laughs> oh, wait, they're not a body shop. Darn it, that doesn't work at all. No, they are not a body shop. So good job. They can fix the mechanics under your hood if you hit a wall. Right. Right. That did not tie in nearly as well as I thought. Back to taxes. So let's go back to the wall. Okay, back to the wall. I don't want to sound superficial about this. I get that $6 billion or 5.6, whatever it is, it's a lot of money. And there are people who are homeless. There are people who are out of work. There are, there are kids that are starving. Mm -hmm. I get it. I'm not saying that the wall is more deserving than that. Right. My point, though, of this is we get in this emotional argument, don't we? Isn't that what, isn't that what this has become? Yes, it's become a you're a racist or you hate people south of the border or you hate like it's literally just become everyone's just hurling insults at each other. Right. It's a bunch of 12 year olds and packed in a room. That's what it's become. Yes. And at my point is mathematically, mathematically, it is less than one tenth of what we spend on in a week. Right. And think about it this way. If we spend what what was that number? Almost 80 billion. Seventy nine. So if we if I just take per day, then we spend twice that per day. Correct. So let's I mean put that in perspective. Right. That's like going and getting a you know two hundred dollar grocery bill and your kid putting a candy bar on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes, it is. Now I told you a story about producer Mitch earlier today. Yes, you did. And so that and also, it's all good things, Mitch. It is not. No, it is. So he was telling me about. How he got bored one day mm -hmm. and he was wanted to see how much it would cost to ship a five pound package to Florida yep. via FedEx or carrier, carrier pigeon. Yes. Do and they still legitimately have carrier pigeons? I'm guessing because he had some exact math. Okay, then. I, You know, and that's another thing. I'm like, I wonder if you can just rent these because that would be kind of cool. Just send carrier pigeon notes. Very messy, but cool. Actually, you know, instead of us inviting people to workshops via radio like this or TV or direct mail. You will never have anyone ever again at a workshop if you send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Hold on. If you got an invite to something from a carrier pigeon, it's kind of unique. Right. I don't think you can give it a GPS, though, and go like, oh, you need to go to 742 Arbor Lane. I don't know. But back to your math, Kay. So he said... You know, he broke it down to number of carrier pigeons it would take to carry this five pound package. Right. And so then I replied to him. This was via email. I go, well, did you calculate the increased number of pigeons you're going to need to carry all the fecal matter? The other ones are going to drop on your package. Because I said, is it a bunch of pigeons carrying one thing or individual pigeons making carrying... a bunch of trips? Yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. A bunch at the same time, which now you think of this ball of pigeons, fecal matter. <laughs> so he goes, no, I didn't think of that, nor did I think of the extra ounces the string would add. Therefore, this is why I choose, chose FedEx. So I got to thinking, instead of building a wall while we were watching the Patriots game last weekend, right? maybe it would be cheaper to hire a wall. How much would it cost to build the wall all 1,900 miles mm -hmm. using offensive linemen from the NFL? Do we even have that many offensive linemen? It turns out no. Right. I didn't know we needed 1,900 miles. And I'm sure the 5.6 billion isn't all those miles, but just as an example, if you wanted to build the whole border wall and the average, I had to look it up, like 
based on the NFL combine stats. Okay. The average fingertip to fingertip, I think, was a little less than seven foot. Mm-hmm. It was like 84, 82 inches. Okay. We'll need like 1.6 million offensive linemen. That's more than $5.7 billion. Yeah, even at league minimum of four and a quarter, 425000 we're at about $791 billion. Right. So if I could get them to take nice try, though. a pay cut, because, hey, there's not as much contact here. If they would just take four hundred or 42000 then we're within spitting distance. Okay, so let's go back to some legitimate things like taxes now. These are legitimate. You could also put cars side by side, like trucks. Put right, but alarm, at the high rate, put alarm, high cost of trucks right now and purchase new ones, do you know how expensive that would be? We don't need them. They don't have to be running because you'd put a car alarm, alarm on them. You touch it. Okay, but people, you, know. you could army crawl underneath them as long as you're small enough. Mm, you could, yeah. Yeah. All right, so my idea of people or trucks may be a little bit flawed. The concept here was mathematic. We, we've made this an emotional thing, argument. When mathematically it should work out just fine. It's not that. It's a drop in the bucket. Right. Which we talk a lot about with personal finance. How many decisions do we make that are emotionally geared that mathematically are a poor choice? Yeah. Yeah. It's no different here. Right. So let's move on to Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. Let's see. Let's bring up this little video. This is from CNN uh, Politics. Why not CNN? Well, whatever. Here we go. On everyone with a net worth of over $50 million, uh, there would be a 2% tax on households with a net worth between $50 million and $1 billion, and then a 3% tax on households with net worths exceeding $1 billion. This they're calling the billionaire surtax. Uh, they have already run this by uh, at least two economists who work at uh, UC Berkeley. This is what the Warren team is telling us, and they estimate that this wealth tax would affect some 75,000 American households, less than 0.1% of American households, and would raise around $2.75 trillion over a 10-year period. All right. I don't know why this bothers me. And I'm actually going to say some positive things about this wealth tax. Really? Both sides of the aisle 2019. That's my bumper sticker. (laughs) Good luck with that. But why two economists both at the same time? University. Why does that bother you? My best friend from high school. I went to a small boarding school. Yep. And so he's like a brother to me. Yep. And I remember him dating this girl one time. And she had, I don't even remember what they were arguing about. They were not good for each other. Nope. And she said something off the wall. And he's like, no, it doesn't work that way. And she goes, oh, really? And he's like, it doesn't. She goes, I could call my friends right now and they could tell you that it does. He goes, I don't want to talk to your friends because they're going to believe the same thing you do. That's why you guys get along because you both think. And then he kind of, he's like, both think dumb stuff. So getting, that did not go over well. No, it didn't. So getting two economists at the same type of liberal college. Of course, they're going to think the same thing. Right. Why not get one from UC Berkeley? Okay. Maybe get one from, I don't know, University of Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan State. I mean, that, yeah, that's legit. But Except for that's not their forte, so. I'm pretty, but it's UC Berkeley's. I'm what, pretty sure they're a pretty big finance school. University of Michigan has, they, they do, they're one of the biggest researchers in the world. I mean, Medical. I, 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 no, 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 they're big in business. Okay, and, well, anyway. I mean, I could see if you're, you know, throwing my alma mater, 
Eastern Michigan University. Yeah, no. They should. Why not? It's a working man's school and gal. Okay. It is. Let's take a quick break. So we know what the wealth tax is. Yep. Is it that bad of a thing? Is there a way to compromise like our north of the wall? Comment. I don't know. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Retirement today looks much different than it has in the past, but it doesn't have to. New Generation Retirement Planning offers a holistic approach to preparing for your golden years. You are invited to a complimentary Social Security workshop to learn how you can utilize this holistic approach to retirement planning. For times, location, and to reserve your seat at one of these workshops, call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to our third and final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. Remember, you can connect with us at Fireproof Show on Twitter.com. Yes. I do want to hit 100 followers. Followers? Followers? Yes, 100 of them. Okay. So I don't know how to run a promotion or anything like that, but I'll just say thank you and give you like a thumbs up if you follow us. I don't even think you can do that, but... I think I can. Thank you and thumbs up on the radio. So check us out at fireproofshow on twitter.com. We left with talking about Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. Yes. So 2% on 50 people with a wealth between 50 million and 1 billion. Mm-hmm. 3% on anything above that. Right. And it's a one-time tax to begin with. Then it's like a um, growth tax, so I guess we'll call it. So yes. if you have a billion dollars of net worth... And it's all in a, like, you're Mark Zuckerberg, and it's all in Facebook, and in one year it goes from $1 billion to $10 billion. He gets taxed from... On the nine. Yeah. So, what would it create? Now, they say it would create $2.75 trillion over 10 years. Which isn't that big of a deal. Well, I mean, it's almost an entire year's worth of budget, you know, yeah. because we spend, what would we say, 4.11. Yep. Our um, total deficit right now... See if I can bring that up real quick. I think that was around 25. Does it sound right? I don't know. Here it is. I, it's one of the windows that I have opened up. Total federal government debt 2019. So at the end of fiscal year 19, the gross U.S. federal debt is estimated to be $22.7 trillion. So you're talking a, a tenth of our debt gone. Okay. I, that's not a... I, I think that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but it takes 10 years. Right, but I mean... So they'll just add some more to it. We're not going to get rid of this thing by one action. It's going to be a combination. I know. What about this? I think there's two things to that. So if you're on the Democratic side and you're going, yeah, that's a great thing, right? Tax the rich. Yes. Now, there is a counter argument that it'll affect jobs, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's more emotional. Okay. We're always going to consume things as a country. Yes, that's true. We're going to continue to build things. We're going to continue to eat. We're going to continue to drink. We're going to continue to smoke. We're going to continue to do all these bad things and be an obese country. That's just who we are. Right. We're going to continue to be in a lot of debt. Yep. It's just, that's us. I'm not saying there's not going to be things affected. Like we went to a basketball game for our son 
and needed to get something quick, went through McDonald's, and I'm seeing all these aisles that are set aside for... App pickup, like yeah, app order pickup. Mobile ordering. Yes. You raise minimum wage to a degree, I'm telling you right now, McDonald's, I, I would bet it, already has the technology in place that if minimum wage goes up to a certain degree or the cost to hire one of those workers goes up to a certain degree, they're going almost purely digital. I almost right. guarantee you. So there are things like that. But the flip side of this is, so Jeff Bezos as an example. Mm-hmm. They said he would owe, I think it was 4.1 or 4.9, I don't know, between 4 and $5 billion right away. That's a lot of billion. money. And so he would, now he had about $1.5 in liquid things like his house and stocks and, well, not stocks, uh, money that outside of his Amazon stock. Okay. I mean, here's ultra, ultra, ultra wealthy person. Right. How does he raise the money? He's going to have to sell some of his Amazon stock. Right. Not that big a deal. Right. Sorry, Jeff, you're going to have to get rid of some of your wealth. You have almost 100, you're like 110 billion. Think you can think you can get rid of a few of those. Well, we looked up the trading volume of Amazon. So Amazon trades about 2.3 million um, transactions. Shares? Well, no, because it's transactions. When I buy and when I sell. It's multiple shares. Okay. Right. So yep. 50 sold and 50 bought is 100 on that. So it's really about 1.15 million per day. Okay. At the six, one point, what was it? Almost 1,700 a share, 1,650, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Between 1,600 and 1,700 a share. It was $1.9 billion. A day, yeah. Yeah. Of, what, of the actual value. That million of shares is almost $2 billion a day. Mm-hmm. So if he were to increase the volume being traded by 10%, that's a big increase, by the way. Yeah. It would still take him almost 40 days. Think about that, because 200 million a day, right? Increase the volume. Right. So 200 million of uh, actual value times that by five days, mm-hmm. right? So that's a trillion. Yep. And then it would take, um, did I do that right? Oh, so yeah, five days and then it would take four weeks. Yes. So I guess I did that a little wrong. Not 40 days or 40, it'd be, it'd be about a month. Yes, I was because they don't trade on Saturday. Oh, I know where I got the 40 days because I'm rounding up now. Ah. Uh, anyway. Noah's Ark, right. 40 days. So, <laughs> Sorry. but that's at 10%. So if I go to 5%, which would still be a pretty big jump when you do it consistently, now mm-hmm. I'm up to two and a half months, almost three. Right. Go to 2%, you know, get it in half again. Now you're going to be at about six months. Yeah. So they would take some time and that would have effect on the market. That would have effect on, you know, almost every, any worker who has um, Amazon stock and you go, well, I'm not owning Amazon stock individually. Yeah, I'll bet you one of the mutual funds you own does. Probably. So who really pays it? Not the Uber wealthy. So J- Jeff pays the four b- trillion or billion. Yep. And it lowers the value of your stock. It passes down to you. Right. Now, will that stock recover? You've got an increased supply of stock, though. A big increase. Okay. There's no new demand for it. So your guess is as good as mine. Right. But Whether I, I think the value is going to increase or decrease. But I think you do have to caution people on that. Right. So my argument, though, outside of that is... Here's the 2019, both sides of the aisle. Pass a tax like this, $2.75 trillion. If I'm a Republican there in Congress, you know what I say? Yep, I give you my thumbs up. They're going to be like, what? And you go, here's the deal. We cut federal spending by $2.75 trillion over the next 10 years, too. Which shouldn't be that hard. Now we're up to $5.5 trillion. Almost a quarter of our national debt we could eliminate in 10 years there's your 
There's your both sides of the aisle. And you want to add one more? Make a 1% wealth tax on everyone then. If you want to increase tax, fine. I'm not saying, I've already said I don't know that it fixes it. Right. But I do know at some point we have to start bringing in this debt. Well, and it's not just the uber rich's job to be held accountable. I'm sorry, we all live here. So add 1%. Now, the only thing I would say is don't add it on the front end where they have to do the 3% of what they have now and then 3% of the growth. Just say, hey, we'll give you a break. Don't pay the 1% on what you have now, but do 1% on your growth. Mm -hmm. And then match that in, in deficit spending. There you go. Boom. We just, in a half hour, right here, knuck me. We just eliminated a third of the national debt and we built a wall and we gave citizenship. <laughs> we fixed the country. Just send this radio show to Congress and see how it goes We'll over. tweet them. Hashtag new Congress. You could hashtag at Elizabeth Warren. Ooh. Hey. And at real Donald Trump, you should do that. <laughs> and on that bombshell, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances, or in this case, Fireproof Your Country. And <laughs> Good luck with that. California is almost gone. And we are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.